Last day of the legislature in session, and it's going to be a busy one. Our Vaughn Palmer joins us from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi, and I know you want this reassurance starting off, so I will tell you that the only jab I'm planning to get this summer is from Pfizer. I will be <laughs> taking steps to make sure that I do not also get one from a steak knife size stinger from an Asian giant hornet. I heard you and Gord McDonald talking about it. I know this is an enormous source of amusement to you, but there you go. Really, Gord, he sends me all stories about Asian giant hornets and tells me, send this to Vaughn, send this to Vaughn, send this to Vaughn. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) One jab. And then you will be able to leave your house and hopefully you won't be bothered by any hornets. Uh, Let's talk about the legislature today. It is a busy one out there. I understand the Premier's been getting some criticism for his office budget. Yeah, you know, it was there on budget day. We sort of go over the budget. The budget was late this year and you look down at all the spending increases and obviously there is some spending increases in some areas, but the biggest increase for a ministry, uh, pretty much, I think there was one exception to that, but basically the biggest increase, a 30% increase in John Horgan's office budget. And we asked the finance minister, what's this all about? And she said, well, you know, he needs to communicate with British Columbians and all that. So the premier's own office budget is usually one of the last subjects they deal with when the session is winding down. So... John Horgan was in the legislature on Tuesday and Wednesday, and he'll be back again today defending his own spending priorities in his own office, and he gets asked about this 30% increase in his budget. turns out it's actually a 63% increase since he became premier. So, you know, it's interesting. It's it's $5.7 million since John Horgan became premier, and... and (laughs) The listener will be appalled, but $5.7 million isn't even a rounding error on the overall provincial budget, which is $60 billion. But if you think of it from all the groups out there that are looking for, you know, $20,000 from the government or $100,000 for some program, that's a lot of money. Why does John Horgan need another $5.7 million, 63%? million this year. Well, you know, he said said a bunch of stuff, (laughs) excusing. Okay, so pandemic, right? That's the all-purpose excuse for everything these days. He's got a very, very ambitious agenda, he says. Who doesn't? Uh, So he's created a new secretariat in his office to help him communicate with his own cabinet and make sure the priorities are carried out. And then to make sure that he also gauges the feedback from the public uh, on what they want, because John Horgan welcomes new ideas. And this is part of John Horgan showing the B.C. public that he's genuine about welcoming oh. new ideas. Anyway, he had no idea that it was going to cost us five and a half million dollars. Yeah. You know, I, I believe you're genuine. Premier. <laughs> just, why don't Save you just the money. read your mail? Or have Save the money. Do that? No, he, he had to hire people to read the mail, too. And he... My favorite is, he said, you know, we need to to be open to new ideas coming in, like from the B.C. Federation of Labor. Like, the Fed doesn't have the premier on speed dial. Like, I'm sure that the government knows exactly what the Fed wants on any subject. So anyway, as I say, it's it's kind of, you know, the government's kind of going, ah, it's not a huge amount of money. And other provinces have these secretariats, so John Horgan wanted one of his own, and now we have one. 
Uh, let's talk about what's going on today because I have that sort of border restrictions yep. travel. That's going to be a big issue because the premier is meet, is talking with other premiers and the prime minister today. Yeah, so it's a double header today. There's a conference call, uh, John Horgan and the other premiers, the Council of the Federation, as they call it. That's at one o'clock. And then at two o'clock, uh, the prime minister joins and it becomes a first minister's conference. Um, so that's what they're doing. They're talking about it. Uh, yeah, the, the news is I think all the hints are there that we're going to be opening up sooner than we thought. That's what they've been saying on the cruise ship issue, but they've also been hinting it on other things. Uh, there isn't a consensus on the date. I think the premiers will all be quite happy to leave it to the prime minister and let him take the heat for the final date. But I'm guessing that we will be opening up uh, sometime this summer. Uh, the early uh, lobby says July, the late lobby says August, uh, but and it may be phased. But in any event, I think that's where we're headed. Um, and, you know, I think we recognize there's a risk associated with it, including from the American side where they're having trouble getting everyone vaccinated. But I still think it's on the way. I, the tourism industry, as you know, Simi is just hanging on by the fingernails and trying to keep the bankers at bay. Well, right. So, you know, and yes, uh, we're all going to be traveling in British Columbia this year and Canadians will be coming here. So, but we depend in this country, our tourist industry depends on, especially on Americans. And, uh, you know, we cut them off. Uh, they've cut us off for 18 months. And the tourism industry is really ramping up, though, because I feel like every second commercial I see on TV these days is all about, uh, you know, come here and visit us here. Come here. We're, we're excited to welcome you back. So there's a lot of a lot of hopes, I think, uh, pinning on this. Uh, let's also talk about the opposition here. Uh, we know they've got a leadership race going on, but I have to say they seem to have found their footing. Like Shirley Bond seems to be doing a great job. Yeah, you know, they have come along. Uh, the Liberals... Uh, now they, they, they had a real problem accepting that they'd lost their legislative majority in 2017 uh, through their own incompetence, really, in my view, and arrogance. Um, they, they acted for that first term in opposition as if all we have to do is tweak things around the edges and we'll be back. Well, they discovered last fall that that wasn't the case. So now they are into serious rebuilding. Uh, they put a veteran, MLA, Shirley Bond, in as interim leader. And, yeah, she's, she's led the opposition back to the job that the first reason we elect an opposition in our system, which is holding the government to account, and I think they're doing a better job of that. Now, it's still an open question whether the liberals are going to you know, have a leader who can, who can really change things for them. Uh, they're talking about changing their name. Uh, they're talking about shedding the, ba the baggage from the past. They're talking about diversifying. Um, they need to do some of that. That's still an open question. And the leadership race isn't, it, it unfolds all this year. The new leader won't be picked until February, so it's still an open question over how much change there's going to be in the Liberals in terms of positioning themselves to become the next government. But the first job is to get the opposition thing in hand, and they are making progress there. Right. So that's good. That's, that shows that they're kind of settling into that opposition role a little bit more, right? Asking quite, and, they're, and they're gaining ground, I feel like, when they're doing that, because they're scoring some points. Well, yes. And the other thing, Simi, that's happening, and we recognize this, that as the pandemic fades as the dominant news or story in the province, and and may that continue for the health of all of us, I say that even as a pessimist, 
politics is slowly seeping back into the political system. We'll, we'll return, I hope, eventually to business as usual in the political arena. Uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry says she looks forward to the day when COVID-19 is another communicable disease, a nasty one, but one that can be managed. So as that happens, you know, I think uh, government recognizes this, the opposition parties recognize this, that issues are going to come back, you know, regular political issues. Um, I think the government will will take a bit of downtime this summer because they're kind of worn out, uh, thanks to that election they called. Um, The legislature is scheduled to return in October. I know everyone's just at the edge of their seat waiting for that to happen. And we're also told it may be a normal session of the legislature with real people all sitting in the House uh, hurling insults at each other and holding each other to account, and uh, we'll all just be at the edge of our seats watching question period again. And, and Vaughn will be thinking, boy, for this I left my house? <laughs> <laughs> Bring on the Asian giant hornet! <laughs> Thank you for that, Vaughn. <laughs> Bye-bye.